I did it just never did done that before. That? Did you hear that? <laughs> this meeting is being recorded. <laughs> she sounds like the woman oh that's God. on the Bluetooth speakers, the cheap ones, where she goes, the Bluetooth device is connected. <laughs> hey, that's, that's what my headphones sound like every time I turn them on. My uh, knockoff Apple AirPods from TK Maxx. <laughs> right, anyway, <laughs> welcome to the Mackie podcast. I'm joined by Charlie as per usual, and we've got a special guest, Chubbs, coming on Hello? to talk all things Chubbs. We're going, we're going, Good into, evening. going into some detail with you. We've got lots of things to talk about, but um, I'll uh, kick it off by saying that this episode is brought to you by Constellation Chemicals. Uh, Frank is very kindly working on something as well for us in the uh, in the background. So there is a uh, special Machia Constellation Chemical product coming soon. Um, but if you head over to constellation-chemicals.com and use the code PODCAST, then you can save yourself 15% on pretty much everything except for his really technical shit that we don't understand. But it works wonders. And you can't drink it. Yeah. Maybe the Machia one we can drink. Nope, you can't drink it. Oh, you're going to get this podcast shut down, mate. <laughs> <laughs> this is just struggles every week. <laughs> uh, right, should we get into it? Callbacks. I've only got one. And yeah, it's one uh, callback. It's... it's a bad one. Basically, uh, no longer trading at plus 4-4 four because four, uh, they had... A ton of issues. They lost their venue. Some have managed to find a new venue, but they have had to change their day to Bank Holiday Monday, and I just can't can't get there. So, yeah, no longer trading. It does, however, mean and we'll get into the news now that I will be launching everything that I was going to be launching at the show online on Friday the fourth. So, got a busy week getting everything photographed and stuff to be put online, but. Beautiful. Yeah. We love to see it. Yeah, I can see you got a lot to do. Yeah, just a few things. <laughs> but slightly less pressure than yeah, having to organise a trade stand. Yeah. So. But yeah, you were really on top of it in the trade stand, though, weren't you? Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely didn't just organise the uh, gazebo <laughs> last week. It's, and... a, it's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame, I... but I'm sure the boys understand. Like, yeah, they and they, me, they? they've had a shit time. You've had a shit time, so yeah, and it means they've been able to open up applications to more people that can't make it, couldn't make it on the Sunday because obviously the like, retro rides is this weekend as well at Goodwood. Yeah, so very um, true. A lot of people have been doing that, but now they can go to both. So it's a result Lovely, for both of them. Really um, and they're also in talks with making a second show in August as well which hopefully we will be trading at so that would be good to go to yeah so. yeah definitely yeah what else is in the news um favourite broke boys yeah released some new Tokyo drift lanyards which are very exciting I'm liking the colourways that they've done well, they haven't released them yet. He's just teased them on the Instagram, has old Daniel. Wow. Well, Teasing's enough. Teasing, isn't he? He's given us he's given us a little strip tease, a little a little show. Yeah, I really want that. Uh, I mean, was it six? Eight, isn't it? 
I'm sure there's eight of them. But uh, no, I think there's six. I think there's. Uh, oh no, there are eight. You are right. There are yeah. eight lanyards. Yeah, because there's the uh, British Racing Green for the Mustang. There's. Yeah. Black, blue, black, orange, yellow, black for these. Yeah. Every color under the yeah. sun. But, yeah. Pretty much every main car. I just want. I just want the British racing green, green one. Um, to match your car. I haven't got a British racing green car anymore. It's gone. Dead. What? Oh yeah. Forget about that. My car might as well be dead, mate. It's not moved up my garage for like three months. We'll get there. I'm too lazy. <laughs> wow, it could be worse. You could have bought a car in uh, October 2019 and still not done anything with it at all. That's what my Mark III is yeah, currently doing. That. Just a driveway <laughs> ornament. Actually, it's a shed. I've filled it to the roof with parts. <laughs> oh, mate, I, I, could, I would do that, but the problem is I've got a nice interior in my car now, and it's like, oh, I don't want to mess it up. So, like, my garage, just the car itself is all right, and then around the car just looks like he came out for some <laughs> busy day. There's just stuff everywhere. Yeah, that's just the way they end up, though. They just end up surrounded by stuff or filled with stuff, and then eventually one day I'll clean it out and probably find a nice rat I nest you or something get like it that. On the road for this year? Yeah, well, there's still plenty of time. It's not even June yet. We've got about six months left of the, the year. Edition thirty-eight. That's when it will be on the road. Set the deadline. Yeah. Is this a makeable deadline, or have you just made this deadline up in your head just so you've got something to say on the podcast? No, no, that's a it's a doable deadline. There's nothing wrong with the car. It just needs an MOT, and then I'll lower it to within an inch of its life. Love it. Camber the wheels to make them fit. Job done. My first set of coilovers that I put on my cab when I took it to Low Collective and built it for Low Collective, they came out of a skip. It's the best my place to find He's like, I found some parts. coilovers. He's like, I found some coilovers in my skip. Do you want them? I was like, yep, they look like Mark III. Yes, they do. Lovely bolt them straight on. <laughs> my coilovers may as well have come out of a skip. They are definitely destined to go back in one at least. But, uh, Wait, yeah. are you not uh, putting your air ride back on? Are you going to start? I have air ride. I sold it. That's what broke the last Mark III, uh, was me going back to static. Uh, I was about to say, do you want to sell it? As much as I don't really want air ride, I feel like I'm going to have to if I've got this wrap. Uh, why don't you go hydro? Because I'm not rich. I'd love hydro, but they're bloody expensive. Air's cooler anyway. Nah, air is not cooler. I've had air. It's not cooler. Yeah, I think yeah, you've had a bad cooler. experience with your air, though. That golf or whatever it was that you spoke about, it's... I think that was a bad experience. Yeah, but at the same time, just the... I just like the noise of hydro. It's like... Weep, 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 weep. And you don't have compressor noise, do you, compared to air? Yeah, although I was talking to someone the other day, and apparently, I can't remember which company it is, I want to say Airlift have created a silent compressor now. I can't remember what never it is, but silent. I have a feeling it's not, a, uh, it's not one of the mainstream ones, because um, Plush have just started using them for all their okay, kits, and they are go. pretty much completely silent. It's like the humming of a fridge. That's pretty cool. I like yeah. it. But yeah, I would get that then. That'd be much nicer than bloody. It's only like stupid droning sound. It's only like two minutes, occasionally. I can tolerate that. 
Mine's like every time I air up. Because... Well, yeah, but yours leaks, so. Or leaked. No, I think it leaked to. It's still got a slow leak on the water trap, but it only uses <laughs> like 10 psi a night. It's because you've got a lupo, mate. That's all it is, because it's a lupo. I'm trying to grow he's, up. I've just got to save. to buy a big boy car. I love that. <laughs> this meeting is being recorded. The thing is, we knew you dropped it off before you dropped off because it said the meeting had stopped. And then Did you it? just went. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, back into the news. Uh, it's your last chance to get broken alloy tea. So uh, they're available over on Merched. I need to check how many he's um, sold to keep. Uh, you're you're keeping him up to, up to date with his sales. Yes. All right, Wolf of Wall Street, calm it down. <laughs> you should invest in Doge. You get loads of money. Yeah, fuck all that. Lost so much money recently. Is it going back up yet? I haven't checked. It's too depressing. Yeah, it's at like 25p or so. So. Oh, God. I wish I hadn't looked. I think I should invest my money on trading two onto into Nankang because there's going to be so many people buying tires in the next couple of weeks. Really, for shows it just kick off. Definitely. That's true. That's, true. That's a safe uh, gamble that one as well because everyone always burns through tires with a bad tracking. Exactly, especially Nankangs because they're always the ones that people use as stretchy boys. Yeah, they had a massive shortage in the last lockdown. Like you couldn't get a hold of any one six fives, and when they did, like Demon Tweaks was selling for like fifty quid and normally like forty five thirty, and yeah, it's not anything between. Right. Yeah, see, land sale are quite good for stretching though. Pardon? Land sale, they're like a budget tire. Land they sale stretch quite well. Yeah. They're cheap um, as well. The best tires I've ever had are Happy Skids. Honestly, <laughs> they're, the actually, they're actually called Happy Skids, so I thought it was the best name ever. The dodgy Chinese tires are definitely the best tires going. Mate, I used to run Ginyus on my Cupra. I used yeah, to run yeah. Ginyus all the time, and they're actually pretty decent. They used to be well good in the rain. That's why I had on my daily for ages, because they were but so to cheap. To be fair, the Peugeot has got Pilot Sport 4s all around, and you will not step out with them. It doesn't spin up at all. It's pretty solid. So, yeah, my ha- yeah. my uh, my Audi's got handcuffs on it, and I'm like, don't don't really want to uh, wear through but, those because uh, yeah. I can't afford to replace those like for like. <laughs> Straight onto budgets after that. <laughs> right, uh, next bit of news: Loco. Oh, what what have you added onto this, Charlie? Are we allowed to t- talk about that? Uh. I believe he teased it on his story, so he's not teased the design, but I'm pretty he... sure. Okay. All right, I'm we'll keep quiet sure. about that. Um, but yeah, I'll quickly check. Loco have had a restock of all their stickers and things, so finally, after a bit of a wait, they've got all their popular colours back in, but they've also got lots of new products coming. Yeah, we can say it. We just can't say the design. Ah, right. Okay. So someone pixelated it. Yes, yeah, so someone asked, are you going to drop more hoodies on this question and answer? And he said, yes, they're coming soon at the end of June. So 
I saw he uh, dropped a massive hint as to what the design was as well by answering another question. But That's risky. I feel like the only people that are in the know would actually know what it was all about and get that it was a hint. That's true. And then other new bits, B-roll, they're dropping stuff yeah. today, the day that this goes live. Everything's His dropping Sunday. Yeah. I really want one of them. I really, really want one. And then the last bit of news is Soul Flavors, Mask Clow, OGV, fresheners that were available at early edition are going live online on Tuesday. I really want one. You're going to get one? Yeah. I like them. It's good. You mentioned early edition. It's pretty good seeing some fresh content now of cars. I know. I I got a bit bored of seeing driveway photo shoots. So, yeah, nice to see an actual show. Can't relate, wasn't there, unfortunately. We weren't either. Neither were we, but it's just nice to see that they're actually happening. Yeah, Yeah. like to see that Instagram. Yeah. Um, But yeah, news away from the scene. VW turned down a £7.5 billion offer for Lamborghini. I did hear about this today. I was reading this at work. <laughs> they just turned around to the company that wants to buy it and just went, no, it's not for sale. Imagine saying no to 7.5 billion. But they obviously value it more or they've got something big coming at well, it. That's not actually sale. a massive amount of money when you think about it. It is, but it's not. Like, for, for us, it is. Yeah, but for but... a company like that, it's nothing really, is it? What you've got to think about is 90% of the cars that are made by Lamborghini are just... VW Audi platform. Like, there's nothing new that Lamborghini are making that VW aren't already making for another brand. So, uh, I feel like selling it for 7.5 billion to essentially just keep everything because they're not going to be selling off their chassis. They'll just be selling the name. It depends on the clauses of what the buy buyout was, doesn't it? Well, the uh, company that wants to buy out is some massive investment banking company in, that's based in Switzerland and London. Are they using a tax write-off then? Mm, no tax. I <laughs> know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw who was buying it. I was like, Anglo-Swiss. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's clearly like they just got bored one afternoon. They got, oh, I've got, I've got some spare money. I could see whether I could buy Lamborghini. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's definitely a power move for VW just saying no to that, I think. It's insane, the amount of money. Yeah. And then talking about insane amounts of money, Rolls-Royce have uh, set up a coach building branch of their uh, brand so that you can now buy a coach built to your specification, Phantom, well, Phantom-based car. So the chassis is the Phantom Bit, and then you just but whatever goes on top, you can pretty much have whatever you like. That's probably the first thing I'd buy if I won the lottery is a phantom drop head convertible. I, yeah? I, so I sat in one years ago. I was driving home one night and I see this guy pull onto his driveway. And I like, I literally, I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to pull over and see if, it, like, if he's sound. And it was this <laughs> lad and he worked for some sort of record label. And his manager was like, yeah, do you want to take the Rolls Royce home for the weekend? And he was like, mate, he's like, come sit in it. Took me around the block in it and like... I know they're very show-offy and they're very pompous, but you don't understand how nice a Rolls Royce is till you sit in one and then you appreciate why they're the money they are. Yeah. 
I can see you in one. And then you'd oh, mate. Wear, like, you'd probably wear a leather jacket or something. No, mate, I'd, I would be the biggest twat in it because I'd be like, right, Boohoo Man tracksuit. Just look like an absolute <laughs> I'd look like fucking Lotto Lout, the guy who won the lottery like years ago, like rinse the money in like a year. I would just be an absolute twat in it. <laughs> when you're doing it in style. At least you're buying the Rolls Royce. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The thing is, no one's going to even question it when you're in a Rolls Royce either. Like, for all they know, they might. You might just be wearing something that looks like a knockoff, and actually, yeah, it's just some high-end brand they've never even heard of. Exactly. I'll just wear Primark and be like, "Yeah, it's uh, Giorgio Primani." So... <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Basically, all the news I found today is just big money things. So, Audi A4 range in 2023 is going to be topped off by an electric RS. So okay. they're not. They're not making a petrol, like a standalone petrol RS model anymore. It'll be an electric or a hybrid RS4. Do you want to hear something interesting about this? I feel like I'm going to go off track a little bit here, but it is about electric Audis. Yes. Do any of you follow Matt Watson on Instagram? Uh, Name sounds familiar. He's a guy from Car Wow. Okay, yeah. So I watched a little story of him the other day. He had an Audi e-tron GT or etron, or whatever you want to call it, the other day. Um, as a like demo car from Audi, and he's char- he's in central London. He goes to charge it, and he went to a charging point in like central London, one of the ones that's like owned by the uh, owned by the like mayor of London, and it wouldn't charge it quick enough. They have to wait like three hours. He's like, right, takes it over to Shell Garage over the road, use one of their hyperchargers, because you can only charge the new Audis, I think, on either a hypercharger or like a fast charger. You can't just charge them plug to wall. Yeah. Anyway. So he's like, yeah, it's fifty-seven p or something a kilowatt, and the the uh, the tank takes like eighty kilowatts or something. So I worked it out that it was going to be about, I don't know, like thirty-five quid to yeah. fill this thing up with electricity. And driving it in the real world, for that you will get two hundred and fifty miles. So I worked out it's more expensive and less economic to drive than my diesel. Skoda Octavia VRS. But you can drive it in London without having to pay any... 15 quid ULS charge. Yeah. Very true. But you think if I put 40 quid in my car, I get about 500 miles. So actually I get double the rate, double the amount of miles for the money. Yeah. I mean... I I don't know whether they've ever claimed that they're more economical though. They've only ever claimed that they're greener, aren't they? So yeah, I get that. I just it, the thing for me that shocked me was how much they are to fill up. I thought that people would be, because a lot of people are buying electric cars, thinking they're saving money as well. Because that's the thing. There's not a massive amount of people that are buying electric cars because they think they're being greener. No, people. No, are it's, to save it's, money. it's people that don't want to pay any sort of congestion charge, whatever it is now. Well, the other way you get around that is you pay a thousand pounds and you register your car as a taxi. Oh. I watched Top Gear yeah, years ago, and there was like Ferraris and Lambos and stuff that were like registered as taxis because people don't have to pay congestion charge. I mean, the even better thing to do is just buy a car from pre nineteen eighty one and make the most of the fact that they're all classic and exempt. Oh, don't say that. Anything forty years or older is Love exempt that. from. 
I just like the fact that my Skoda is not ULEZ exempt, but I could drive my VR6 in there, and that does apparently does 12 miles to the gallon, and they're like, yeah, come in, absolutely fine, free of charge, yeah. just pay congestion. How does that even work? Because Boris loves the Sens, and so does uh, Sadiq Khan. Yeah. They love a dirty VR6 limiter bash, that's what it's all about. Can't be that sound. What more could you want? No one wants to hear a tractor driving around, but put a VR seats in. Nice six cylinder. Lovely. Yeah. Um, and then the last bit of news, talking about cars that sound ridiculous. Uh, there's a company called Chimera, and they have rebuilt the Lancia 037. Read that today on Top Gear magazine. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be 37 of them made, because obviously it's a 037. And it's going to be called the Evo 37. It's going to be £414,000. Pocket change then. Yeah. But 11 have already sold, so clearly they're doing something all right because it's not been available yet. They don't get delivered until September, I think. That's quite quick, though, actually. I thought they were going to be like, oh, yeah, they won't be delivered until like 2025 or something. I think they've been doing it for a while. They just haven't. Ah, okay. They just haven't teased it, correct? Yeah. Well, to sell at 11, they must have They're just teased them somewhere. But... Directors of the company. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. All got manager's discount. Yeah. Got it for build cost. But I don't know whether it's going to sound as good, though. Because like, the original 037 is the most ridiculous sounding car from factory. And I just don't think they'll be able to make it sound as good because I'm sure it's got a new engine in it. It's like 500 brake. And the old ones were definitely not 500 brake. No, what were they? The Integrale was 215. I think they're fairly similar because they're just basically a slight, they're just a slightly longer bodied Lancia Beta Monte Carlo. Yeah, very true. With a ridiculous engine in it made to go sideways up hills. That's what they you're saying cool. in reality. She can spend 414 grand and still be disappointed with the sound of it because the original sounded better. Yes, but you will be buying a Lancia that won't be rotten, which is almost impossible because they are the worst cars for rusting. I... Well, some of them, I, I go back to Top Gear, like we said earlier. In the thing they do about Lancia, there was a thing where people were buying them off the forecourt and they were already rusting on the forecourt before yeah. they sold. Yeah. <laughs> like that is had... ridiculous. I'm sure I read somewhere that when it rained, they had to go out and dry the cars off afterwards to make sure that they didn't rust anywhere. I, actually on the forecourt, because the paint was so bad on them as well that it would just absorb the water. What did they make them out of? Rust, I presume. Like, just yeah, painted, just painted rust. straight rust. But I remember talking to some guy at a uh, car show a couple of years ago about he had a Lancia Fulvia, I think it was. And he had like a full book of like how he built it and stuff. And there was literally not a single panel on the car that he hadn't had to cut something out of and replace because of how rotten it was. Whoa. And he said it had taken him like six years to build this car because what he bought was a shell and it the speed that he was replacing panels it was, I was about to say out, by, the time it, by the time he'd replaced the front end yeah. and started the back end it's already like rusted out he's doing it all over again yeah it's like when they uh talk about painting the golden gate bridge like just as you finish painting it they have to start again on the other side 
But, yeah, I think that's it for news. What have you been watching, Charlie? Obviously, Juicebox episode eight came out, and I was quick to give you a message to watch it to tell you how much we should go there and waste loads of money. So, Chubbs, you watched Juicebox for you. I have no clue what you're on about. Right, Juicebox is a bunch of uh, Irish guys in Ireland, obviously, but uh, they've just done a little sort of docu-series thing on YouTube and they've basically went to Japan a few years ago. Yeah, I have seen this. I have and they've now done it again. They buy a van, drive around yeah. Japan just visiting those places. They're sleeping in it, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're trying not to, but they end up... <laughs> yeah, we were talking about this the other day, actually, me and my friend, because he went to Japan a couple of years ago and he just bought a uh, El Grand. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Big bus. So we're talking about it. It's actually for sale. He's bought it to sell. So if any of you want to buy an El Grand, um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, not the nicest looking of uh, the Japanese people carriers. I don't think. No, they're not. But that's like saying you're not the nicest looking. I don't know. Troll. <laughs> <laughs> I felt yeah. like something offensive was going to come out there. Like, <laughs> I was like, what do I replace what I was going to say with <laughs> troll? Like no one, no one bought a Voxels of Fear of VXR and thought, do you know what? This is beauty in its you, prime right here." You have not been to performance Voxel show if you thought no one's bought one. No, of no, no. People, that. yeah, but no one's going. No one's, no one's like, no one's like walking past like a classic like Opal Manta or something like that, which is a quite a pretty car, and then looking at Voxels of Fear and going, "This is just stunning." This Aston Martin DB5, Lamborghini Miura. I mean, I'd love, I'd love to say you're right that having yeah. been to perform a rock soul show, I've watched someone walk past a beautiful <laughs> Opal Cadet, like immaculate, go straight to a Zafira and just go, "This looks amazing!" Like, oh, what's under the hood? Uh, honestly, like. Voxel owners of a different breed. I do love a Voxel Zafira VXR. I nearly bought, this is generally true, when I was looking for a replacement for one of my cars a couple of years ago, I like wanted something cheap and a Mariva VXR came up for sale for 1500 quid. And I so nearly bought it because I thought it'd be the funniest thing ever just to be at the lights. And I wanted to like put it pretty much like back to standard looking tissue box on the back just have like the ultimate sleeper. I mean, yeah, no, it just doesn't appeal no, to me. it's just wrong. It's just wrong. Like sleepers are cool, but a uh, Vauxhall sleeper, no. They're all that blue colour as well. What's that blue called? Arden blue. Arden blue, yeah. Honestly, I've never seen a more boring set of cars than a performance Vauxhall show. And there were there were still things like Monaros and the VXR there and things like that. VXR eight. Yeah. Still boring as. As you like, just like the owners. No offense to they're all, they're all, all gonna be comments after you, mate. Yeah, no offense to voxel owners, but you're boring. Um, trying to think what else I've been watching. Um, Origins. Yeah, Automotive. Origins Automotive got a new little uh, episode about their E36. Yeah, I saw him. He popped up on Facebook selling his clears the other day, and maybe. Yeah. I didn't realise how expensive they were, but they're very cool and definitely worth the money. Are they? I mean, yeah, because you think about it, how Just much people pay for Mark III Magi colours. 
Yeah, you wouldn't, but some people do. Thirty pounds. <laughs> yeah, I'm a chubs. I wouldn't pay more than thirty quid for a set. I had a set delivered to me for thirty quid. I was like, thank you very much. Yeah. Have you seen how much the Hella, you know, the like Stingray Hella things have gone up in price? Stingray Hellas. Oh yeah, because you sent me the uh, link, didn't you? Yeah. Charlie, for the knockoffs. Yeah. But they've sold out of them now, but the genuine ones have gone up to 160 quid. <whistles> for the... That's ridiculous. It's, yeah. Uh, I think they're back in stock soon. They put a thing up on their eBay if you do still want some. What, the knockoff ones? Yeah. All about the uh, cheap reps. Well, it depends. Not wheels. Nah, it doesn't even bother me. Cheap rep wheels, as long as they look good. Does it matter? You get sponsored by Roadform soon. I hope so, because I haven't slagged them off for at least three episodes. I mean, to be fair, I haven't looked at their Instagram, so they might have produced <laughs> some more rep wheels that I need to slag off, but for now. They're safe. Yeah, exactly. You could go so. with Bowler. Bowler are offering sponsorships. No, I'll pass on that. I'm not involved in this. If anyone wants to sponsor me for wheels, then feel free. Yeah, to be fair, actually, if someone's going to give me free wheels, I'll take them. I am already sponsored by Wheel Company, so it's fine, but yeah. Ah. You have got new wheels, haven't you? I do. you not showing anyone. No, I'm not, because the company doesn't actually exist yet. I've seen oh. them, because you told yeah. me about them. I can't remember the company, though, <laughs> <laughs> because they're too secretive. Oh, dear. And then the only other thing I've been watching is uh, Beardy Ben on... Instagram. He's been doing loads of lives with uh, various people, brands, things like that. He's going to make a little series out of it. Uh, he's going to get... Well, I probably shouldn't give away who his guests are going to be, but yeah, he's doing like hour-long interviews with people. It's quite good to kind of get an inside perspective on a lot of things. I saw his one with plus four four. Was it, it is Christian, isn't it? it yeah, yeah. Christian. Yeah, they, they're both in their cars, or he was in his car. That's him. Yeah. He's the attending players. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that's all I've been watching. Been watching anything? Um, yes, but I can't say for legal reasons, because it may or not be a pirate <laughs> what, coffee. What have you been <laughs> That pirate poppy thing. You made that sound really, really, really <laughs> dodgy for a minute. I might just cut it off. At, uh... <laughs> yeah, just just cut it. Just cut it. It's fine. Can't say for legal reasons. <laughs> yeah, and then, then, then I'll just stay quiet for the rest of the podcast. I can't yeah. say because the investigation is pending. <laughs> See, this is, this is what happens. And now <laughs> Charlie's getting cancelled. <laughs> oh, well, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched Tokyo Drift very legally. Why? It's so cheap. Why didn't you just buy a real copy? It's in, it's in every single Oxfam and British Heart Foundation shop ever made. Also, how do you not already own a copy? Yeah. Because uh, I don't have a DVD player and I wanted it on my head unit in the car. God, you're such a use. I was around when Pirate Bay was around and LimeWire. What, as a fetus? No, like 10. 
breaking your parents' computer with LimeWire. You didn't even. You weren't even around for the infrared days, where if you wanted to send something between your phones, it would take about half an hour to send like half a song, and you used to have to put the phones like end to end together. Yeah. If not, it wouldn't send. It would say disconnect, like connection lost. Charlie, when you when you first went on the internet, did you have to dial it up? No. Then you're you're too young. What do you know about spending your Sunday evenings on paint? Because there was nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, what do you know about your internet being shut off at six because your mum wants to speed, <laughs> speed, speed in? Yeah. <laughs> I'd do something on another episode where I got bullied for an hour. Or when your mum's on the phone and you know she's talking to someone about you, so you just pick up the other phone in the house and you start listening. <laughs> or just start dialing up the internet just so they have to listen yeah. to the dial tone through the phone. <laughs> Fortunately, never had to do that. Oh. Benefits of being young, eh? Don't know how I mean, difficult life was for us. We had to go outside and play. The thing is, you got cheap cars because of it. What do you mean I got cheap cars because of it? All your Mark 3s were pennies compared to what they are now. I bought a Mark 3 two years ago for 170 quid. They're still pennies. They're not still pennies. They are. You're just not looking hard enough. There's a Mark III Golf Estate here that's sat for a couple of years. If you want that, I reckon you can have it for 100 quid. That's a bargain. It doesn't yeah, seem rotten either. It looks quite clean. I want, I want the same deal you got on that bloody R34. Oh, yeah. Lovely job. Still can't believe that. <laughs> Fair play to you. Persistence. <laughs> Persistence is key. <laughs> The best thing to do if you want to find cheap cars is just drive around local places and look for cars on driveways and knock on the owner's door and say, do you want to sell it? Yeah, or misspell things into eBay. Yeah, that's always good. Like Mark Mark III Gloff. Yeah. Or gold, Mark III Gold. Yeah, Mark III Gold, Mark III Gloff. All of those. That's the best thing to do if you want a car. Mark, Mark, and then the number three. Yeah, that's how I found my last one. Put a bid on of two hundred pounds and no one bid on it, so I just got it for the starting bid of one hundred and seventy. Lovely. So, uh, yeah, uh, I've got some uh, of Holly's feedback before we go into more in depth questioning of Chubs. Would you? Uh, would you like to hear? Oh, to be fair, most of this is just Steve abuse, so he's not yeah. even. Yeah, he's not uh, going to defend himself. The poor little sausage. That's all right. <laughs> Throw him under the bus. Uh, <laughs> so the first bit of feedback is actually something that I said about her making a dig about Mark Three's not having cup holders. Apparently it's not a dig. She's merely observing. And I took it as a dig because I didn't use a present that she lovingly bought me. And then that's on me. So she's talking about some uh, US cup holders that she bought for my Mark Three that they, they don't fit. A US, uh, UK centre console because for some reason they're directional. But um, yeah, and then can't believe Steve is throwing sex offender accusations around when he's drinking pink hooch, buying a mini, and wearing a country and western top. (laughs) So uh, yeah. And then next bit is against Steve again. A vegan sausage roll in the car. Enjoy spending your weekend hoovering out the seats. Absolutely shocking choice. Uh, and Dexter is more of a companion than an accessory. So who would you all choose to go on a desert island with you? 
and FY, if I don't pick her, then we're done. Okay, I'm going to pick Holly. Just put my thumb up. I made the right choice. Who would I take on a desert island? Bill Gates. <laughs> Why? What good's he going to do? Because he's just got divorced, so Charlie can inherit all his money. How does he think he could buy his way out or buy the island or it'd sort something out? I think that's a terrible choice. Who was the guy who got stung by a stingray and died? Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. We may take him instead then. Take his son. No, take him. No, his in son's his, just in his good. Prime. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I still don't think he's going to help you much. He'll be very, yes. he'll be very enthusiastic about the whole thing. But I would just take someone who, like, the police have been after for years, like a really like well-known like drug pit kingpin or something like that, because then you're going to get found really quickly. Yeah, but then at the same time, do you want to take someone that they've been looking for for years? Because they clearly haven't done very well at finding him. No, they might not have caught them yet. They might be like, "Ah, oh, we can't really get them there. We need to. We need him to go to Desert Island. And exactly. Him at that Desert Island. Exactly. You just got to hope this Desert Island's not in international waters, then. Well, that is true, but we didn't justify that. <laughs> Specify that. I should say not justify that. I don't know what I meant there. Right. Anyway, that's our feedback. So yeah, it's basically just Steve's shocking choices and me being ungrateful for a present. Um, so we were pretty, pretty well behaved. I didn't even have to do much editing last week either. I didn't get mentioned, which is always good. I yeah. might get mentioned this week because I meant to say something stupid. Yeah, probably. Like, uh, whatever you've been watching is... Uh... <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> it's from a special site. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's get into this main topic of Chubbs himself. Who is Chubbs? Who is Chubbs? And how the hell do you know everyone? Who like, honest, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You literally know every like before I knew ever. before I knew who you were, I'd heard about you from about three different people that weren't even connected to each other. Like, <laughs> everyone knows who you are. And I I just Chubbs isn't a person, he's a lifestyle. Ah, okay, right. <laughs> Chubbs, the new fragrance. <laughs> I find it weird being called Chubbs because I'm only really called Chubbs at car shows. Like, all my mates just call me Zach or, like, Prick. So, oh. yeah. I feel bad for calling you Chubbs for this whole thing. No, 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 no. Like, more, I, I like being called Chubbs because I am a chubby fellow. Um, But, yeah. I don't know how I know everyone. I guess I've been around the block a bit in the sense of the car scene. So you meet a lot of people when you do different things. Yeah. So I think that that's obviously a part of it. But yeah, I'm just a positive guy. Like if 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 like I need to come back to the mic, I just drop my blue tack on the floor. I've been playing with for like ages. Um, <laughs> but if you if you give off a positive energy, you attract the positive energy. So agreed. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. I I've literally never heard anyone have a bad word to say about you. So I've I figured like it, it's just got to be the way you are with people. Like you're just so positive that everyone everyone loves you. How can you not love Chubbs? Well, I exactly. appreciate this boys. I feel like this is like a I feel like this is a like lifetime achievement award. 
<laughs> Anyone you'd like to thank? I think my mum. Mackie <laughs> uh, Colt. You're very welcome. <laughs> Where did so, the name Chubbs come from? Uh, my Instagram used to be... What did my Instagram used to be? I can't remember, but it used to be something really cheap. Well, it's not like Chubbs and Scrubs isn't cheesy, but yeah. And I was like, hmm, what are we going to change it to? I was like, I want something catchy. And like, I was like, yeah, Chubbs and Scrubs. And then, yeah. And then my, my PlayStation name is More Grub, More Rub. So, <laughs> yeah. That's just, that's literally, there's no, there's no exciting story to it. I was like, well, I'm fat and my car does rub. I was like, there you go, Chubbs and Scrubs. Works a treat. So it's all down to you. It's not like a name you were given. No, no, literally. Oh, that's all right then. Yeah. It's better than... And it wasn't even to be a nickname. I was just like Chubbs because of like chubbiness and scrubs. And then, yeah, everyone just assumed that like my nickname was Chubbs and then like everyone in any way, shape or form related to cars now calls me Chubbs. It's like, cool, sweet. Is that how you tell where someone's like known you from? It's like... They go high chubs, you know, like car scene. Yeah, literally. Literally. (laughs) Um, So, obviously, you said you've been around a bit with the car scene. What got you into them in the first place? Like, what got you into cars? Um, So, my love for cars didn't actually start out with cars. I was always into diggers when I was a little kid. Like, diggers was like my thing. Absolutely love diggers and planes. Uh, And then, when I was like, how old would I have been? About six, my mum had a white Fiat Uno. Lovely. And uh, my uncle, my mum's uncle came out on it one day and was like, you are not driving this. He was like, this is a death trap. He's like, you are buying a new car. And she bought a Mark II Golf GTI big bumper, 16 valve in... (laughs) Bit of an upgrade. Yeah, in like, this is in like 19, this is probably like 99. Yeah, she had a big bumper, 16 valve, three door Mark II GTI. And it was like proper... 90s spec as well so it had like tsw5 spokes on it um i'm sure it had been lowered and it had yeah like just proper like period i'm sure it had a set of all red tail lights on it as well from what i can remember but i literally fell in love with that car like i was obsessed with it and from there like literally as soon as i like got onto the internet in like primary school you could like go on google and search pictures and stuff i was like golf 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 like always always wanted one and yeah, that was kind of probably where my passion for cars came from. It's a good car, I'll give you that. And I think Top Gear as well. Like I was obsessed with Top Gear as a kid. Like literally, like obsessed with Top Gear. Oh, I missed something off from the news. Jeremy Clarkson's farm things out soon, if not out already. It's, it comes out on Friday, I think. Yeah. So what his uh, diddly squat? Yeah, it's, all about yeah. the farm. Yeah. Oh, sweet! I didn't know about that. I'm definitely able to watch that. But anyway, back to Chubbs. But yeah, no, so I was literally like obsessed with Top Gear as a kid. I could, I could, like even now, like if you put on an episode, if I watch like the first bit where like they introduce it, I could probably like tell you every single line from the episode and this and that. So yeah, that was kind of where my passion for cars started and living in the middle of nowhere. I lived in the middle of nowhere and there wasn't really much going on, but the road, so my mum, where my mum lives, is like a little tiny country road and nothing really happens there apart from every Sunday for some reason you just get loads of really cool cars just blasting about because it's in Suffolk which is obviously quite picturesque there's quite a lot of wealth around here so I'd always see like 
old Ferraris, E-types. My mum's neighbour had a Caterham, which I used to like see him blasting about all the time. And from there, I was like, yeah, cars, I just love cars. So what happened to diggers? Are you, are you over that now? Yeah, well, every the time digger, I... The digger scene isn't quite the same, every, is it? Every time I get near a building site, I do get a bit hot and flustered, but... Yeah, but, yeah understandable, like, yeah. But yeah, so I've always been into like machinery and like motorized vehicles, but it wasn't cars till I was like till my mum got that golf really. I mean, if there is a car that will uh, change your mind, it's going to be a GTI really. Especially yeah, big bumpers. Like, I don't know. I'm a bit weird with cars as well. Like at night, like when I was a kid, like when I was like eight or nine, I could literally tell you like every supercars, like specs, like everything about it, how much it would cost, the specs, how fast it would go, how fast it went to naught to sixty. And now I can pretty much tell you any car by its headlights. That's really I can do sad. the same thing. I was talking to someone at work the other day. I was like, I can drive along the road at night and like, I know what's coming towards exactly. me. I know, I know what I'm following. Like, exactly. I just have to see a glimpse of their headlight or taillight and know exactly what that's yeah. going to be. Yeah, that's so when they know that you've made it. That's when you know. So yeah, it's quite sad, but yeah. But that's what got me into Volkswagens as well, was the fact that I had a Mark II Golf GTI. So then from there, was it barry meets and things like that that got you into car shows or uh no not at all i didn't really so my mum is from a church background she very much enjoys the church she works for her church um as a cleaner as well as she's got her own cleaning business but she's one of her jobs is for the church she goes to so i grew up in going to church i no longer do so i have no problem with religion in what shape no way shape or form it just doesn't interest me but the vicar of our local church was pretty sound. He was into like super bikes and this and that. And his son was like my best mate growing up, a guy called Sean. And Sean was like a couple of years older than me. And he was massively into cars. First car was a Saxo. Nice. Working on with that. And then he bought an MGZR. And like with the village that I lived in, there was like no one else my age. So the fact that he was into cars, that kind of got me into cars. And then, yeah, I went to college and studied mechanics um, two days a week while I was still at school because I was a naughty kid. I was one of them kids that the school wanted out. So they put me on a two-day week mechanics course. And from there, I started working on cool cars and seeing things like polos and Mark IV Golfs and 106 Quicksilvers and all that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, from there, and then my first car was a Polo 6N with Corsa B bolt-on arches and 10JY banded steelies on it. Beautiful. And yeah, that so that's... Looks... No, uh, I... the photos you sent me. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 17, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I was like, yes. Red, one litre, six N, ten J wide banded steelies, bolt on arches. All round. Gangster. Yeah, ten J all round. Nice. Have you not seen yeah. a photo of it? Yeah, I have I, I think I have seen a photo of it, but I didn't realise it was ten J all round. <laughs> yeah, like these Corsa B, B bolt on arches were like proper, like wide bolt on arches as well. But yeah, so I had that for a bit and then realised I could never insure it and it was too bait to just drive around, so I sold it and bought a Bought a Mark IV Golf as my first car on the road. But yeah, so yeah, Chav meets not that much. There weren't really many Barry meets around here, but just having friends that are into cars and my mum being into cars. It's a beauty. I mean, it doesn't look that bad. It's got it's got genuine hella all reds in it. Had VR6 heated levers in it. Lovely. You I made it look better when I had it. Yeah, they did work. They were hooked, but they were hooked up to the heater. So even if you had the heater on full blast cold in the middle of summer, you'd have full blast heated seats on your ass. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I did make it look better. I got rid of the bolt and arches and the band of steelies, and I put a set of BBS RZs on it. 
and like a Momo 280 and I cable tied the 619s into the parcel shelf. You've got to. That's the only way you can fit 6x9s into a parcel shelf. It's cable tied. Shag pile, shag pile carpet parcel shelf. Lovely. What colour? Yeah. Uh, Grey. Oh, that's. I was hoping for something a bit more outlandish than grey. No, just grey, just grey shag pile. I was a classy young fellow at seventeen. You need to. What did you? What colour was the duct tape used? What did you duct tape? Yeah. So when I had my Mark IV Golf, that's where things dropped off a little bit. I had this Mark IV Golf, and um, it, as soon as you went over about fifty, the cat would just stink like it was on fire. Don't know why. It was a one point four sixteen valve. Um, and one day I was in Partridges, which is a local hardware store to me. Um, big up Partridges. They sell pretty much anything apart from food. And uh, I see this pink zebra print duct tape. And I was like, do you know what that would look good on? My rub strips. So I did all my rub strips <laughs> on a blue Markful Golf in bright pink zebra print. Drove that around for a couple of weeks. Thought I was the gang- I thought I was gangster. I feel like and- that's a very period modification because I know so many people that had like zebra print a pillars and things like that yeah. all just wrapped in duct tape it was yeah. about it was about the same sort of time that zilla did all that pink leopard print yeah stuff. that's why i did it because zilla had all that on their website and i was like yeah, yeah. and i really wanted a set of zilla bucket seats the ones oh, that like pink zebra on the back yeah so expensive aren't they they are expensive zilla. i still like them i'd still rock those bucket seats just in the right sort of car yeah well yeah you've definitely got to have definitely the right sort of car rolls royce Yes, mate. Yes, Rolls Royce <laughs> Phantom dropped head with a pair of Zilla bucket seats in and a hydro handbrake. Yeah, the only problem is everyone that was running Zilla stuff at the time definitely didn't have the right car to be running Zilla stuff. No, 100% not. Uh, there was a Polo Mark II coupe that had a cherry bomb exhaust around here and it had um, a Zilla bucket seat in, just the one. Love it. And then the rest of the interior is completely factory. Where was I the other day? I was at a car meet the other day, and this really surprised me. And it was, what was it? What was it? I think it was a 350Z. And this 350Z had a uh, harness in it. There were standard seats, but it had a harness in it. But there was only a harness for the passenger. They're just not like their passenger. There was no no harness for the driver. Harnesses are so dangerous on standard seats as well. Yep. Yes, they are clearly just did not like their passenger at all. I was like, mm, I didn't realise how dangerous harnesses were on standard seats until I was speaking to one of my mates about it. Like I just I thought it was a safe upgrade, but not really understanding. And then he explained it to me, he's like Yeah. Yeah. The no, seat it, just snaps, doesn't it? And then you, yeah, you're stuck in it you're can, fucked. Yeah, it can crush your spine basically. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's not the one. It do not do it. No. So, um, what was your first show? My first show. I feel like sh- your first few shows are the ones that kind of dictate where you go in the car scene. Um, my so my first car show that I went to would have been Low Collective. Um because it's local to me and I know the boys from Low Collective. So obviously that's a Volkswagen only show. Went to Low Collective, really enjoyed it. That's still to this day, it's like, although it's not on anymore for various reasons, but Low Collective is still like my favourite show because it was just, there's never any beef there. Everyone gets on. The quality of cars is insane. But yeah, Low Collective was my first show. But if we're talking, I'm not going to say big show because it's not a big show, but it is a national show. You slagged it off earlier. 
PVS was my first actual show that was I've it? seen. Yeah, because my friend Josh, my best best mate Josh, um, had a Mark IV Astra that was absolutely slammed on a set of Schmitz GSI bumper. He did loads of that to be fair. It actually was a really cool car, but yeah, he took me to PVS in it. Was it Arden Blue? First. It wasn't. It was very close to Arden Blue, oh. but it wasn't Arden Blue. But yeah, that was a, a Astra SRI. So yeah, my first actual big show that I went to was PVS. Was it at Bruntonthorpe? It was at Santa Pod. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Before, before they moved. Yes. Yeah. I mean, fair enough if you're a Voxel enthusiast, but... You're boring. Yeah. Honestly, like, there's just no variety. The only variety is what cut, like what fluorescent paint they've painted their wheels. <laughs> I've just never I'm been to... I'm not getting onto the Voxel fans. I'm not getting that. I'm not adding them. You I'm... can add them if you want. Yeah, You're paying it save. You're... <laughs> yeah, you can... I don't want no Voxel fans in my DMs beefing me. <laughs> No, send them my way. It's fine. But yeah, that was uh, my first proper show, which is interesting. So, how have you ended up being the uh, MC of Broke Boys? Then, do you know what? That's that is. I don't know. Obviously, I've known Dan. (laughs) I've known Dan for a long time. So, obviously, I'm sure we'll touch on this later, talking about shows and stuff. But so I had. A actually how I got into how I got to know Broke Boys. Here you go. This links in very well. When I went to PVS, my friend Josh had this um this Astra and a guy who used to be involved in Broke Boys a long time ago, I can't remember his name, had an Astra as well. Same colour, almost same modified. So I actually got to know Broke Boys through my mate Josh because he knew a guy from Broke Boys back in the day. And then obviously you see them at shows every week and this and that, and we got like friendly. And then, yeah, like I've just become closer and closer with Dan over the years. Obviously, the last couple of years we've started, the last year or so through lockdown, we've obviously gone on lives very regularly that have got quite a lot of uptake from people. And I think we've become closer through there. That's been a good laugh. That has sort of kept a bit of normality, I think. Just us chatting absolute shit for like three hours at like one in the morning and people still want to watch it. But yeah, so that's kind of how it's happened. Obviously, I think the other thing is, for anyone that hasn't seen it, is the video of me at Roll Hard Show a couple of years ago on the microphone, just shouting shit down the microphone. If you I'm haven't sure seen that video, I'll send you that later. So yeah. basically, I was at Roll Hard, used to be a local to me, Roll Hard um, show. And I was at that show and I just don't remember it. I'm walking. Because I've through. seen the video you're talking about, but I just. <laughs> I was there and I still cannot remember it. I'm walking around the show field, looking at all the cars, and there's like a generator with like spotlights on it and then there's like two massive massive speakers there and just a random microphone i was like now this will not work i was like this will not work and um i remember switching it on hearing it going like that like feedback noise i was like oh my god it actually does i remember just shouting something random down it just to see if it worked and it did anyway and then my mate gareth from the other guys guys on my first podcast he was just doing like content at the show all day and he was like I was like, mate, I was like, I found something. I was like, I found something amazing. So he's like, <laughs> he's like, no, you're lying. Like, it does not work. I go around the whole show field. I was like, it does. He's like, cool, I'm bringing the camera. And then I just started shouting absolute bollocks down the microphone. Um, and yeah, I still get people to this day, like, quoting me. I was in the pub, like, through lockdown. Some random bloke, 
like local alcoholic just comes up to me he's like big up shout out the fatty man there and i was like how have you seen this video he's like i don't know i just saw it i was like oh, all right mate no worries um so yeah i think dan just realized that i'm quite comfortable to chat shit on a microphone and um obviously enjoyed the lives with me and said yeah do you want to do you want to host the show and be on stage all day host and i was like yeah buzzing can't wait so yeah next month 27th of june get your tickets while you can how many's left you <laughs> don't know less than a thousand i think obviously we're still bargaining on boris um lifting restrictions on june 21st obviously we've all got to do our bit hopefully those restrictions are lifted and then you can buy tickets on the door but yeah i think there's about maybe 800 tickets left i don't actually know we'll be there yeah love we'll it come on boys i'll come see you chubs I'm, Appreciate it. I'm looking forward to uh, this new venue as well. Yes, me too. I haven't even seen it yet, but I am very excited. To come I, see I've it. been there for other reasons, and it is definitely a hell of a lot better than the old, the old farm. Yeah. What I hated about that is how people are so quick to jump down his throat, going, "Oh, it's ruined, broke boys at the farm. There's no farm there." When there actually is, like just a couple it, of meters down the road. Yeah, it, half of it is still a. Fully yeah, functioning it's, it's farm. Still a fully functioning <laughs> farm. Yeah, I don't know. People like to uh, criticise for no reason, though, don't they? So yeah, as as a human race, we like to moan. It's yeah. just especially British people, we love to moan, and we'll do anything we can to find something to moan about. So yeah, right. Next bit is about your podcast. Okay, cool. So obviously, you were saying that you've done these lives with uh, Dan. Yeah, and I presume that's kind of everyone being stuck in lockdown and things like that. That's why we started the podcast. I presume that's kind of similar to why you wanted uh, to as well. Yes and no. So my granddad, who was like my idol growing up, RIP. Shout out Roger. Um, he was a radio DJ when I was All a right. kid. Did some national. He did there's too much stuff to list he was like a jack of all trades master and i did bloody everything um but yeah he did radio he was a radio host for quite a while and like i can remember listening to him on the radio and him talking about radio and it kind of got me into radio from a very young age lots of road trips up and down the country my mum always had the radio on this and that so i've always 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 my dream job is i've always wanted to be a radio dj um i've always wanted to have a pot i've wanted to have a podcast for a while because there's lots of people i really get on with with some really cool brands that's why I've got people on the podcast, why I've joined your podcast. I really believe in it. Other podcasts as well, people have invited me to, that I want to get involved in as well because I believe in these people. But yeah, obviously I got furloughed in the first lockdown. And for the first, like, for, I did what everyone did for the first few months. I just did nothing. Just woke up, ate a bacon sandwich, watched absolute shite TV. Like, place in the well. sun and this and that. <laughs> yeah and was on house party chatting to everyone every night and i thought actually i've got this time i might as well make use of it and i was like well it's given me a chance to actually get the youtube stuff that i've wanted to do for ages and get the podcast up and running obviously you guys started yours and i, I i'll happily admit that that gave me the push to actually do it because i was like you guys have actually done it and then i remember you tom you were like yeah this is how we do it this is how easy it is to do blah 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 it's not easy but it is in the same time of actually it's not as um technical as you think it's going to be well, yeah, yeah, you're, sort of... you're a lot more clued up with that sort of stuff than I am. And if I can manage <laughs> it, you definitely could have done so. But yeah, so that kind of gave me the push to do it. And yeah, I'm loving it. Absolutely love it. 
going to mix and mix it up a little bit next season. I won't say too much now, but yeah, it's going to be a bit different to what it is now. But yeah, like it, it is. I'll be honest, it is with the aim of potentially getting a job in radio in the future, even if it's a voluntary role. Yeah, um, but yeah, is that just because you like? It's just a passion, or is that because I love? I love music like I absolutely love music like I don't I know that there's people who say like I just I love music but genuinely like if someone said to me today like you have to give up cars you never see your car friends again or you have to give up music I'd be like cool see you later to like everyone genuinely like I don't think I could live without music and I listen to some really random stuff like really really random stuff um but yeah so I think music and obviously radio just go hand in hand yeah yeah I definitely think you've got the sort of personality as well that's quite infectious. Like listening to your podcast, like you want to hear you talk more. So I think like, radio for you would be spot on. I've certainly got a face for radio. So. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. But... <laughs> you can be the next Charlie Sloth. There you go. I've met him, mate. I've met Charlie Sloth. Um, his his boys didn't seem to like me. Oh, I was in. I was in. Intimidated. <laughs> I was in... I was in no, I was in a nightclub. This is a funny story. I was in a nightclub again with my friend Josh. There's there's so many stories between me and my friend Josh because we always seem to get into stupid shit. I mean, and it was when Charlie Sloth had just been um, kicked off of Radio One for basically mugging off someone at an award ceremony. He's DJing in this nightclub, and um, I just remember shouting, "I love Radio One!" <laughs> just, <laughs> just shouting it for no reason. I just thought it was funny, and his boy was like, "Fucking what, mate?" I was like, "Oh, sorry." Yeah, probably not the best thing to say just after he's been. No, we were mate just thought it was hilarious, and then yeah, his boys just didn't seem to take it very well. So, yeah. Oh well, memorable. It's fine. Yeah, there you go. Finally, although that does mean that someone doesn't like you. Finally, yeah, finally found someone I'm that doesn't sure like you. I'm sure there's lots of people that don't like me. I have ADHD, so I bounce the fools. I think a lot of people are like, "Oh fuck, this guy just needs to calm down." <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, yeah, Charlie, you've got some questions about. Yes, Le- I've got, yeah, lots of questions for you, Chubbs. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I think I first met you at Strictly Static at Edition Thirty Eight at the stand that you're doing at one point. I was wondering how you got into like doing the trade stands with Strictly Static and Elite Fleet. Yeah, so. Let me let me think. Uh, how did I get working with Adam? So yes, I remember now. So I've known obviously everyone's known Street Sight for years. It's been a brand that's been around for a while. Adam was trading at a local show to me. Met him, didn't really know him, but from there I followed Strictly. Added him on Facebook. So I was like, oh yeah, I'd add like someone from a brand. Add him on Facebook. Adam used to own a shop. Um, in Ipswich which is like my local big town he owned a shop there and I remember as he, he was posting on his Instagram teasing that he was setting it up and this and that and I literally turned around to him and was like oh mate I was like I'm in Ipswich I've just finished work I used to work in Ipswich town centre and I was like oh mate do you want um, I said do you want me to come help you and he was like and I've literally not really ever spoken to properly before this and he was like yeah mate he's like cool just swing by so yeah I swung helped him with the shop used to work in the shop a little bit but not really working there but I'd like help him out this and that and then from there um obviously he i knew strictly was a thing and he was like do you want to come help me with some shows so i used to just do it odd occasionally and then i ended up doing quite a few shows with him um so yeah went to where have i been with him 
France VW days, did Heaven on Wheels in Belgium, some other shows, did all the UK shows, did Fitted, that was an eventful one where the wheels fell off the trailer. Um, yeah, so I, I did shows, for, I never actually worked for Adam, um, but I did shows for him and helped him out shows and this and that, and helped him with various different things, helped with the unit now and again and bits and bobs, because I've always worked full-time in a full-time job, so I've never actually been able to see commit to it full-time. But yeah, stopped doing shows with Adam, 2019 because i just got my show car wanted to get involved in going shows and actually getting back to them because do you know what like this is something i don't know if you want to talk more about the trader stuff in a minute but one thing i will say is like if you're a trader in the car scene like someone who does lots and lots of shows i take my fucking hat off to you because it's not easy like take my hat off to all of these big traders especially the ones who have got very um intricate stands like sam's detailing for instance his stand is like mental and do you know what like it just it knackers you like especially a show like usc or mod nats where you it's like a three-day full-on trading event that just knackers you because it's not like it's not like a car show like ultimate dubs for instance where it's like nine till five on a sunday usc you're trading from like seven in the morning when campers get up till like 10 at night when people are like going back to their tents and it just get it just takes it out of you and it got to the point where i was like i've bought a house I want to spend more time with my girlfriend. I want to focus on building my car. I want to go back to enjoying shows myself. So that's why, see, I don't do anything with Strictly anymore. So, yeah. Still friendly though, aren't you? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. No, no shit going, going on. No. It's literally... Literally just, just wanted to uh, to get back to shows and enjoy them for myself more than anything. So, yeah. Is it taking some of the enjoyment away to a degree? Because, not like you say, it was, you're never working, but like it, it's pretty hard on yourself doing, being the front, yes and no it didn't take the joy away from shows because i've got to see i've got to do some fucking awesome shit like going to vw days heaven on wheels is probably one of the coolest things i've ever been to heaven on wheels is the closest thing i can describe to tokyo drift like that scene in tokyo drift where like they drive into the car park that is literally what heaven on wheels is so heaven on wheels isn't actually a show i don't believe it's a charity meet that's in this like um under it's not an underground car park it's like but the, above the car park is like this huge shopping centre and literally they have the whole shopping centre for this car meet and it's like literally like cars from all over Europe, like every country in Europe. And like the quality of cars is ridiculous, the variety of cars is ridiculous. You literally walk in you're like, fuck, and it's literally just cars everywhere, like as far as the eye can see. That was amazing, this and that. And um, so yeah, I've got to do some amazing things. I've got to, obviously, without going to the shows, I would have not met all these amazing people. Um wouldn't have made the connections that I've made with people but yeah like sometimes I'd want to go and really like get to look around the cars obviously you can't because you're busy trading and actually like I was doing a lot of shows like not as many as Adam was doing I didn't go to every single show of Adam and Strictly but I was doing a lot of shows and like I think my missus see we've been together a long time like, I was to the point where it was like I, was, I wasn't seeing her and like I was using all of my holiday from work to go to these shows and this and that and it was like yeah I probably need to just calm it down a little bit now plus like I really I wanted a show car all the time going to shows more and seeing like people with their builds I was like oh, I really want to do my own so yeah and then when my missus bought me my cabaret I was like yeah I just want to focus on building my own car up so yeah maybe that's why she bought it for you secretly it's like she knew that you were going to focus on that more well actually she turned around to me when she bought me the car she's like i thought it would keep you at home more and then there's me like every weekend like driving off down the country to get my car parts she's like for fuck's sake that backfired it's fine though because now you can go places with her so exactly exactly yeah is um heaven on wheels still going do you know 
Don't know. I only went there once. Um, I hope it is because it's, it's dope. I remember seeing some coverage of it. It must have been in like Fast Car magazine, probably 2016, 2015. And it looks like the most ridiculous show. It's sick, uh, mate. Like, it like you say, it yeah. looks like Tokyo Drift. Like it is sick. It's so good. Yeah. It sounds like heaven. It, it, li- literally, it literally yeah. is. Like the cars are there. I remember, like, that. It's not a show, but there is like a little trade area. So there was like me, Code Racing was there. There was like an audio brand, and then there was like a guy who I think was like a Liberty Walk distributor had like a Liberty Walk Lambo there, and then there was like another little small detailing brand that were like a European detailing brand. And this little tiny area was literally like probably like the space of about, you know, 40 car parking spaces, but that in this huge car park is like next to nothing. And there was like this Liberty Walk Lambo, then there's like a bagged Mark 1 on like these mad face mounted BBS. And then there's like this American like 70s limo, like proper like pimp spec limo that's on hydro, it's just absolutely decked to the floor. And then there's like a wide body Corsa that's like proper like max power like era but like really well done and like that's literally this like tiny little pocket of cars yeah it's just sick. so i sick. just uh, everything i always saw from it would just look amazing because it's a really well lit car park as well yeah like the lighting in that car park is probably better than you get in most indoor shows over here oh yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. it's one to uh if if it's still going, I'm definitely going to add it yeah, to my man. list. But, yeah, uh, I'm sure it's it's a charity event, so I'm sure it is still on. Hopefully, I hope so. That, that sounds one to go to. I think for me, next year is definitely VW days. I want to go abroad with my car or with someone in a decent car <laughs> in a car that might actually make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, VW days are sick. Like it's in a really picturesque part of France as well. Well, I say it is. It's not far from Calais, which is not a picturesque part of France. But like where it is, it's like in like the middle of this like small village, and it's just it's nice. Like it's cool. Lots of nice scenery. I see the roundabout. I just want to go see the roundabout, the famous roundabout. Yeah, we went to. We, so we went to Paris. We went to Paris. Like because it's like two hours away. And we we're like, well, we're in France. We might as well go to Paris. So we went to Paris for the night, and um, like we came back, and it's probably like early early hours of the morning and there's just there's still people like drifting around the roundabout there's just beer cans everywhere like you know what? i can't condone it but it's kind of cool you drive back and literally this like small french town is just like ruined in one weekend charlie's just a yob though he's just desperate to be there in the loop like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> literally uh, it's when when me and you went for a coffee you're like your car's loud it's like, oh, it's, it's not. <laughs> it, it is loud. Your car is so loud. <laughs> uh, uh, never mind. Never mind. Talking of loud cars, though, let's talk about this uh, DR6 swap. Okay, this yeah. Cabby. <laughs> so, uh, what do you want to talk about in regards to it? I think everything. Like, you know, obviously, we had the little introduction to how your missus got it for you. Yeah. Um, and then, like, did she did she pick a car that you wanted or is this just a car that she found? Um so I 
was on her phone for some reason. I think I was trying to do something on her phone or like she'd asked me to like take a picture or something. And I'd gone into her picture on her phone. She's like, no, no, no. And I was like, why the hell do you want me to get? And then I suddenly saw there was like a screenshot of eBay listings of cars. And it was like, I can't remember what car it was, but I like turned around and I was like, why is this in there? She was like, oh, She's like, I want to buy your car, this and that. She's like, you've ruined it now. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, like six months go down the line. I've completely forgotten this was even a thing. And I remember I was watching something. And I was like, I kind of like them. I was like, they're weird, but I kind of like them. It was a Mark, 4, Mark 3 Golf. I didn't even think anything of it. Just said it. I was like, they're cool, blah, blah, blah. I was like, wouldn't mind one of them in the future. And the next thing we know, we're driving up to Norwich. She's told me we're going up there to pick something up. We turn up on this like old boy's driveway. And um, I was like, why are we here? And she's like, oh, that's your new car. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, I bought it. I was like, oh. Her, her mum, her dad and my mum, they'd all like secretly like put money and bought me this this Golf. And um, yeah, the guy was like, do you want to come for a test drive? I was like, yeah, went out in this Golf. Two owner car, 78,000 miles, full service history, everything done on it. This guy had just driven, done a road trip around Ireland and Scotland in it and it was literally mint. And uh, she paid the man. And I insured it and taxed it and drove it home. And that genuinely is my best driving memory ever. Like I've done some cool things in cars, driven some cool cars, been in some cool cars, but there was nothing better than driving this like Mark three golf, Mark 3.5, I should say golf back. It's the middle of summer. It's a really nice sunny evening. I've dropped the top. There's only one speaker in the car that works <laughs> and there's, it's got a tape deck in it. So I was like, and I turned on the radio and it was glass. It was the weekend of Glastonbury and Wilkinson's set was on. And I'm like a massive drum and bass fan. Turn it on, I'm like Wilkinson's drum and bass set fan. I've got it full blast for this one speaker that's like, <sighs> like really crackly. And I'm just in it and I've like got the biggest smile on my face. And yeah, it was just, it was amazing. I couldn't, couldn't thank her enough when we got home for this car. Um, a hell of a lot of sentimental value. Then, yeah, hundred percent. Picking up a new car is definitely hands down the best thing like yeah, the best feeling, the best feeling like when i bought my most recent mark three i hadn't had one for a while i drove down to stains on a really rainy wet, massive cold october night picked it up off this old guy he'd had it for like 17 years or something and he actually like he actually shed a tear as i drove it off the drive <laughs> and i sat at 50 miles an hour the windows didn't work like i couldn't wind them down i couldn't open the driver's door from the inside so i had to like wind down the back window reach around to open the open the driver's door and honestly i don't think i stopped smiling the entire journey home and that's what it is like the car doesn't have to be fast but it needs to just give you that like happiness and yeah. some cars just just do that and this cab does do that like i love it what what was it from Standard two liter eight valve. Two liter eight valve. Um, I think it's an avant garde. I don't know. I think yeah, it will be if it's a two liter. Yeah, powerhouse. Do you think it's a good engine though? To be fair to it, uh... <laughs> don't know where that engine is now. I nearly gave it. I said to Steve, does Steve want it? But he couldn't pick it up. I literally, when we did the engine swap, it was sat on the back of my mate's low loader and it just went in the crusher because no one wanted. I was like, literally, you can come and get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I have. Well, let's let's go back. You're obviously asking about the car. So yeah, I had the car, bought it in the June or July, I think. I think it was June. So I've had it two years coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, and my plan was to get it ready for low collective. And I literally sold like everything I had to make up some money. I had like no money. I was like, right, I'm selling this, I'm selling that. Sold loads of stuff and literally like went, drove to Fetford, which is like an hour from me, found this set of like wheels. 
My mate Nathan hooked me up for some tyres for it. Another mate hooked me up some tyres for it. So we had some stretchy boys. My mate found me these coilovers for free. So we whacked these coilovers on it. I found a US spec rub strip, which is like rare as hen's teeth for a Mark 3.5. Put yeah. that on it. Did like all the audio in it. Did some other bits, put a steering wheel in it. And then it was just slammed on its absolute nuts. Did it like the week before Low Collective. The night before Low Collective, I'm at my mate's unit and we're like fettling with it, make sure it drives, this and that. Yeah, got it ready for Low Collective. And then I'm trading at Low Collective with Adam from Strictly. And my mate Baz, Sebastian Yates, absolute legend. He's like, oh, I'm going to get some raffle tickets. I said, oh, Baz, can you get me a strip of raffle tickets? And he's like, yeah, yeah, cool. And um, I was like, I'll give you the money back after the show. And he goes and gets me his raffle tickets anyway. We're listening to the raffle, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, first prize, Zach Corey. So I won a full rap for the cab. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. I was like, I'm going to have to kind of go in on this car now. <laughs> so literally that night, I like sold everything. Literally like started breaking the car, buying new bits for it. And I was like, right, I'm going to go in on it. So yeah. So um, I've always had, had the rap. There, I haven't had the rap yet, no. Yeah, I was going to say, you haven't wrapped it yet, have you? Because I because I got because I my problem is I want to get everything done on it before I get it wrapped because I think if I get it wrapped I'm still working on the car I'm going to just damage the wrap and because it's a custom wrap it's going to be really expensive to rectify if I fuck it up so I'm like right I want the car like perfect to go to be wrapped before I do it um, but yeah so I've always wanted a Mark IV R32 if I had the money be the car I buy straight away I buy a Mark IV R32 don't ask Ooh, me why I was going to I say just, Dave. Fairly ugly, but <laughs> I love a Mark. I love a Mark IV R32. It's the noise for me. Just absolutely love them. I'll um, give you the noise, but the look, no. <laughs> can't afford one of them. Can't afford one of them. And my mate Ollie had a Mark III Golf um, GTI. He put a VR6 in it, and then couldn't get it to run. And he turned around to me one day. He's like, "That VR6 would be really cool in your car if you can get it to run." He's like, "I will give you the donor car. Um, you can have all the VR6 bits I've got for three hundred quid." He's like. It ran when I took it out of the car. It doesn't run anymore. He's like, I think it's a mobilizer. I was like, okay, cool. And he'd like given up at this point. He had this like car a year. He's like, I haven't got the time. I'm back to work full time. I haven't got the time. So I gave him the 300 quid, picked up the VR6. Um, and then I also bought an X Edition 38 raffle car for 350 quid off of Soul, uh, Heart and Soul Paintworks, Solomon Pier for 350 quid broke that took all the bits that I wiped off it took US bumpers US rear bumper custom interior some better coilovers loads of cool bits 312mm is that Mark... the silver one? yeah silver the, one yeah. had yeah it had Mark 1 TT brakes on it just took loads of cool bits off it and we basically took these two donor cars and put it into my car and yeah so it's now Mark, uh, OBD1 VR6 so I think it's had a chip on it so I reckon it's probably about 185 brake it's got Mark 1 TT front and rear brakes, 5100 conversion, wide track, custom interior, new wheels, US spec front and rear bumpers, full audio building it. Yeah. Time for a wrap then. Yeah, yeah not saying. He needs to get his wheels. It's going to get first. done. It's gonna, the wheels are there. Two of them are on the car now. I just need to get two more adapters. I was having loads of trouble with adapters because I didn't realise that the Mark 3. type something, Zach. It's all right. The Mark III uh, rear stub axles are longer than Mark IV. So I've got Mark IV adapters and they yeah. don't sit right. So I need to get some... Uh... Uh, yeah, we can. I'm not going to say what it is, Charlie. But yeah, we can say I have got, I've got a new car on the way for anyone that wants to know what Charlie's messaged me. Um, but yeah, 
so I've lost my train of thought. Yes, yeah, so I'm having trouble with adapters, but once the adapters are on, the wheels will be on. And then I just need to do a couple of little tiny bits of bodywork, like little car park dings and a tiny bit of surface rust on the inner arches, and then it can go for wrap. Will you have a colour, or is it completely? Uh, it, it, there is a colour, but I'm not saying what it is. I'm literally not giving... The problem is that's the one thing that I won't say anything about because... Not because I'm like, oh, I want to do a big reveal. Instagram, yeah. <laughs> well, I have anything against people doing reveals on Instagram because I probably will once it's wrapped. Um, but it's more the fact that I've... So originally the car was going to go glitter white with the comms de Garcon hearts up the side. Yes, um, that, that suits you as well. And it was going to say break rims, not hearts, um, where the number plate is. And then I thought... I'll probably get bored of that after like a week. And do I really want to be 27 rolling around in a white car with pink hearts on the side of it? And then my mate sent me a livery, which we I literally nearly booked in that day to get done. And then again, I thought that would be funny for about a week. There's a Greg's racing livery. I've seen that. And I was I actually going to have the whole car wrapped in Greg's. Because honestly, if any brand wants to sponsor me, it'd be Greg's. I love Greg's. It's my favourite place in the world. Um, but yeah, so we were going to go Greg's on it. And then I was like, do you know what? And I took a lot of time, a lot of research to find this rap idea. I've got it pretty much down to a T. And I'm like, if I tell someone, I'm probably going to talk myself out of it. So I've just kept quiet because I know that otherwise I'll then get another idea in my head and I'll be back to square one. Yeah. It it took me so long to decide what car I was getting my car wrapped. And then I broke the car on the way there. And so I never took it to any shows. I think it went to like three shows. Oh, did before. you? before the wrap started to peel off and it looked shit. So, uh, yeah, I know you're paying with trying to pick what to do on a wrap. Yeah. Is it, will we see it this year? Do you think you'll have it like, done or is that a push? Or, realistically, when? Um, Bring it to edition 38, then we can... Uh... Yeah, do you know what? That is probably, if I was going to get it done, because in reality, it doesn't need much. It's misfiring on the VR6 at the minute, but I think that's a Lambda sensor. If it's Lambda Sensor, I'm just going to cut the Lambda Sensor out and put a blank in there. Um, it needs an exhaust system, but my friend Kai has already said we can do an exhaust system on it. Um, the wrap needs doing. It's got MOT till September. Um, so, yeah, really, it would just be making sure I've got the money to tax and insure it because it's expensive on tax, which is annoying. Um, but, yeah, so potentially Edition 38, if not players at Northfield, it may make an appearance. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. I look forward to seeing you in your Royal Man outfit in the... Oh, yeah. I'll be at Edition 38 in the way. Um, <laughs> but whether or not I'll be in the cab. Well, yeah. What's more expensive to tax, the import or the VR6? The import by a very long way. <laughs> The problem is this import that I've got, if it was one year out, so if it was made in the year before or the year after, it would be half the tax it is. It's just the year that it was made has meant that the tax is on the highest tax band possible. <laughs> um, so I checked it today and it is £600 a year to tax. And the insurance on it is £328 a year. I don't... It really bugs me, knowing what it is and knowing how much you pay, and the VR6, how much you pay. It's... I'm glad for you, but it just bugs me how I have to pay what I have to pay. <laughs> I think I think it's a mixture of the fact that I'm an old bastard. I've got five years no claims, and I own my house, owning your house, and I have a garage and a private driveway. 
So I think it's a mixture of those elements that uh, makes my insurance cheap. It is nice being old. Yeah. Yeah. The five years make sense. Is that because you've had a crash, or is that just because of the time you've been driving? <laughs> uh, I so I had that Mark IV Golf, didn't I? That we spoke about earlier. I then bought this is probably the coolest. It's not the coolest car, but I thought it was the coolest <laughs> car ever I've ever owned. I had a mm, uh, six and two Polo, color concept in yellow. Nice with the yellow Recaros in it, and literally every bit bit and bob on it. Um, it was amazing. It had smooth front and rear bumpers. It was really nicely done. Owned by a guy near to me. Um, and six days after buying it, I was driving up a hill near me. Woman in front of me in a brand new, this is in 2015, she had a brand new M135i. Literally brand spanking new. It was on like a 15, uh, so like a 64 plates. This is in January. So it was like new, new. And she's absolutely hossing up the hill in front of me. And as we get to the top of the hill, the traffic lights change. And she slams her brakes on and obviously it being a brand new car stops very well this polo abs doesn't obviously work properly and i went <laughs> straight to the back of her six days after buying it oh my god um and luckily i fixed it but it had a silver front end on it after that so i drove around in a silver front ended color concept that's right have you yeah. seen the check what i've just sent you have you seen the price of yellow color concept i sent it yeah. to tom my mate's got well. my mate's got two my friend's got two colour concept golfs. Shout out George. Yeah. yeah Charlie sent me four hundred pounds for the heated leather Recaro, mate. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Charlie sent this to me because I've got a set in my garage as well. And uh I was just like, yeah, ridiculous money. It, they just I can see why, but at the same time That's the that's the first car I actually modified properly as well. Like so, I like I said, I put a silver front in. I eventually got hold of a yellow front bumper. Could never get a bonnet, so I painted the bonnet uh, black. It had a black bonnet on it with a uh, undersill, black undersill bonnet. Uh, but then yeah, I put it on a set of wheels, put new coilovers on it, did a couple of other little bits and bobs, and I thought I was gangster for about eight months driving that around. Yeah. Weird house. Time makes you reflect on those decisions, isn't it? Mate, I've had so many cars, <laughs> so many different cars. It's ridiculous. I kind of, I'm conscious because of how much you two go on about like your previous choice of cars. I'm sat here with the blue loop at the moment. Like, uh oh, I'm yeah. just gonna constantly. Yeah, but down. your car's been done. <laughs> your car's been done properly. Like it's, it's you. Okay, maybe not properly, but it's had a quite a substantial <laughs> modifications list on it. And none of that is purple, no pink zebra duct tape from uh, Partridge's. That's true. That's, yeah. Yeah, you, you have done slightly better. You do than learn from the car that you earn, though. Like the next car I had was my Cupra, which was like the best car I've ever owned. I loved that car. And then I had my TT and other bits and bobs. And yeah. was, it, was it a Mark 1 TT that you. Yeah, loved? Mark 1 it's... TT Bam 225. Sick car, apart from they never work. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something wrong with them. That's just a uh, 20 valve turbo thing, though, isn't it? Well, I've owned my Cupra that I had was a AUQ, which is a 180 engine, and that was absolutely mint. Never anything went wrong with it. I, the day I swapped it, it went wrong, and it was a T piece, and I put a new T piece in it, it cost me 79p, um, and it was fixed. My BAM, every day of the week, there'd be a new thing wrong with it, like N75, boost leak, SIA, just. Just so much stuff. 
Yeah. Issues after issues and just... But it was a cool car and it was on its arse. On cool set of wheels and I loved it. And that was the first time I went to Broke Boys show in that car. Talking about Broke Boys. You, uh... You looking forward to it? You... Psyching yourself up to yeah, I am. I'm not. Ne- I won't lie. I'm not going to sit here and pretend. I am nervous about being on stage. Obviously, I think I'm hyping up for more than it is. When I'm on stage, I'm basically just going to be the guy that's been like, "Could the owner of this car please bring this back?" Uh, then I'll be like an hour till awards. So yeah, it's not like I'm. It's not like I'm going to be on stage all day. Like it's a really tasking job of me. Um, but yeah, I am looking forward. To- I'm looking forward to being at a show again. Is that your first um, show? I'm at Tucked on the Green, um, which is 13th. the weekend before. No, yeah. two weekends. No, two, two weekends before. Yeah, so I'm at I'm at Tucked on the Green, um, but yeah, that is my first show. I wanted to go to Players, but I think I've got something on that weekend, so I can't go. But yeah, that's my first show, and it will hopefully, I'm hoping and praying, it's going to be the first show after these um, lockdown restrictions are lifted. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be mad? Because obviously it's four thousand at the moment, and then is it up to twenty thousand? I can't you... remember what the I can't remember what the uh, figure is. I think yeah, it blows my mind a little bit thinking about even four thousand people in one place. Yeah, literally. Like I just can't fathom it. But I'm buzzing. I am so excited. Like edition thirty-eight is just going to hit differently this year. Oh, don't. Oh. Don't, don't. Do you know what I'm looking forward to? I want to be in a smelly rave tent with <laughs> the drum and bass at Edition 38 in a raw male outfit with me completely sober and everyone else just off their nut, just laughing at everyone. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, have you booked it off yet, 3rd and 5th of September? No, I'll book it off I've soon. I've booked the Monday off. off and the uh, I've done. I've done the exact same. <laughs> I will book it off. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited for edition uh it's i'm probably more excited to it than players and any any of the show just because i love edition i love going to the tent literally pitching up your tent getting a little spot seeing everyone i'll seeing sleep cars. in the skoda i'd much rather sleep in my car than a tent tent in life is not for me thing is so you've got a big skoda i've got a shitty lupo yeah but to be fair a... to be fair i took my skoda the last time to edition 38 and didn't even sleep in the back just slept in the front seat yeah just i it all the way back blanket over me all good i slept in uh the back of my mark 3 cabbie when i had that love it and i'm six foot four and should not be sleeping in inside a car that small your mark but... 3 cabbie was on three spokes wasn't it yeah Yes, we love to see it. That is a bit of me. Most of my Mark 3s were on three spokes. Like I had more at one point I'd had triple the amount of cars that I'd had wheels because I just kept putting the same wheels on every car. But at the point where I can afford it, I am going to convert a set of TSW Venoms. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've wanted to do it for so long, but I just don't have the money. I had some of those as well. Love a set of Venoms, mate. They are like the typical nineties wheel. What were the those wheels that you had that you, you wish you'd never sold and now can't get them anywhere? Who, Who me? me? Uh, yeah, which... Tom. Tom. Oh, they were. Do... Um, there were some Azev. Azevs, that's what they were. I was thinking yeah. ad fan for some reason. Azevs. Yeah, there were some really weird spec Azevs that I. To this day, I've not found anything 
remotely close. Can you still track them down now? Do you know where they are roughly or not at all? No, I know who I sold them to and I know that he sold the car to someone else, but whoever bought it after that did something with them. But yeah, they were nice wheels. And they were completely different specs to whatever was written on the back of them as well. Because I've fitted wheels that are exactly the same specs that don't fit anywhere near the same. But, yeah. Massive regrets getting rid of that car. You've always got to have a car that you regret selling, though. I think everyone does. Yeah. No, that is that is definitely the one. But you live and you learn. You've got to... You don't know what you've got till it's gone. Yeah, that was my uh, my mark. Yes, on look the at that, poor yeah. bad boy. Yeah. It made you look yeah. emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've got any more questions though. I think. Have you got I've... any questions on the Instagram stories? I've only got one question, and it's from uh, Paul Henners asking whether I know anyone that can help him track down a new front end for his car. What cars he got? Uh, yes, an Aristo. I, I can. Get, can you? Yes. Get what on is an to... Aristo? What is an Aristo? Oh, a um, a GS three hundred. Yes, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Um, send Henners uh, this bike because actually he will be able to get it for him. Black Flag Labs. Uh, JP, I think it is. Um, he's got a ship. No, just it's un- Black Flag underscore Labs. Um, does he's got a container full? of Japanese stuff at the moment. Overnight parts from Japan? Yeah, yeah, loads of option drift magazine stuff, and he will, because obviously he's just pretty broke his... Is it 10th anniversary grid or something? I don't know what he did. Oh, dropping stuff on the floor. You know we were talking about Edition 38? I know that the listeners can't see this, but it just made me laugh. You know we were talking about Edition 38 and uh, yeah. the Rave 10, Charlie? Look what I just found. <laughs> Oh, and your sticker. Is that a scrape metal sticker It says well? just send it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just found that in like my little drawer next to me. I was like, oh, there you go. That's not actually been worn since edition 38. So that's got a year and... No, two two years of grime on it. I, I may wear a shit shirt just to keep up with... You're wearing one now, so it's not yeah. no different. I only wore this for you. There's no well, I think you look handsome. Thank you. I think you look like a knob that <laughs> says the man in a yellow beanie inside. It's cold. I'm not putting my heating on. <laughs> when you own a house, you'll understand. Heating costs money. It does. Well, Lots unfortunately of money. for me, I'm young and a house is probably never affordable for me because nearly a millennial, but not a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> what Luckily. year were you born? 1999. Oh my God. To be fair, I'm only five years older than you, but that feels like a world away. Yeah. I was able to put my uh, COVID jab today because I'm that old. Already already had two. Already had my dosages. Yeah, but you, you've got the advantage of uh, being a key worker, don't you? Well, there is that, yeah. Yeah. You have Pfizer or AstraZeneca? I had AstraZeneca. That's supposed to be the bad one. And the second time I went, the woman was like, I just need to read you a little document. She starts reading about all this stuff, and I was like, "All right, well, do you want me to have this jab or not?" I was like, "I get that I need to know this, but blooming that." She was like, "She was like, but 
if you if something was going to happen to you, it would have happened to you already, wouldn't it? Because you've already had your first dose. She's like, I wouldn't worry about it, basically. I was like, stick the needle in my arm and I'm going home. <laughs> Jab me up. I'll deal with it later. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I don't think I've got anything more to say. Been chatting shit for an hour and a bit now. Love it. Oh, yeah, I love speaking to you, Chubb. So cheers for coming on. Yeah, thank you very no much. Thanks, for boys. On. I appreciate it. It's been it's been emotional. It's been a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, everyone uh, needs to go listen to Chubb and Bass podcast. Yeah. The latest one with CV films. Yeah, with Connor. Appreciate it. Thanks, boys. Yeah, that's on my uh, playlist for tomorrow. That's what I've got on tomorrow. First thing, seven thirty. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it, boys. You'll up me listen account. I'm currently number 56 in the uh, hobbies chart on Apple Podcasts. Are you? <laughs> but Fancy. then you look, at, you look at all the other podcasts. It's like Gardener's Question Time. <laughs> like it's like knitting, knitting weekly, and all this and that. I don't know why I put it under hobbies category, but I did. But yeah, I got this email the other day. It's like you're currently trending at number 56. I was like, oh, cheers. Our uh, our claim to fame is reaching number 13 in uh, the Norwegian automotive podcast list. <laughs> I'm very Lovely. proud of top twenty, like <laughs> number and... thirteen, and Norwegians. What more could you want? Yeah, living the dream. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we've got anywhere past like number eighty-six in the UK, but we've got a listener in Israel as well. Or was it? Yeah, yeah. One of the... yeah. Where was one of mine from? One of mine was from somewhere really weird. We're fully global now. Like we've sure it was got like Uzbekistan or something like that. And I was like, how the hell have you found this? <laughs> Oh, uh, we haven't we haven't managed to uh, crack that market yet, but yeah, yeah, one, it's on your it's on your list. We can dream. We've got. Uh, let me have a look. Uh, UK, US, Norway, Belgium, Bangladesh, Brazil, Sweden, Israel, Mexico, Australia, Luxembourg, and Germany. We used to see if the person who's listening to you in Luxembourg wants to set up the podcast there because it's a tax haven. Is it? Yeah, it's not that far away either, is it? It's like North France. Yeah, living the dream. Yeah. Two for a business trip there. <laughs> to Luxembourg. <laughs> How to make everything you look, look like you're doing something dodgy. Just go to a tax haven for a couple of days. So Charlie can watch his material that he's not allowed to talk about. <laughs> on, it was on bloody podcast. Tokyo Drift just legally, <laughs> illegally downloaded. <laughs> you have to bleep that, Charlie, because if you get us taken off the... Uh, off Spotify because of your illegal activity. You could have gone to the library and paid a pound to borrow it from the library for the week. Or oh, I could have got it for free and there and then done. Yeah, but you think of all you think of all the poor people that made that film. It's like one ninety nine. You see this putty bear? You see this putty bear USB? <laughs> Is that your way of justifying it? You're giving money to the children in need to illegally that, that, download that, your films. Yeah, that, that, that's what has Tokyo Drift on. Carly is the children in need. Unbelievable. Yeah. Right. Anyway, let's let's call it a night. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on, chaps. No worries. Thanks very much for having me, boys. All right. Cheers. See ya.